Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast number 22. Today's topic is level two, day four, alternate lesson plan, and we're going to walk you through it, why we do the steps we do in that level two, day four lesson plan. My name is Jeff. I'll be your host for today. Let's get started. As I said today, we are going to be talking about level two, day four. And a good question to ask is, why are we starting at day four? Now, I chose this one because it's kind of all-inclusive of the alternate lesson plans, and it has it kind of touches on every facet of it, and it gives you a good overview. Whereas just day one is more of an introduction to the concept of what we're doing with these alternate lesson plans. So I wanted to kind of give you a broader view of it so you can see why each step is where it is. Now you can get these lesson plans. The only way you can get this is through the Swim Lesson Starter Kit, which is $17.99 on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. Or you can get this and you can edit it and you can remove the swimminglessonsideas.com branding when you get the Swim Lesson Ideas Complete Lesson Package. Now that gives you the Adobe Illustrator files, it gives you the PDFs and the JPEGs of all the lesson plans. At this point, we have 34 different lesson plans for your program, uh, in, which is broken up into different groups and levels, and that includes Swim America. So they're organized very nicely so you don't get overwhelmed, but there are a lot of them in that package. Now there's also the 11 uh, visual swim skill sheets, which you can also get as part of this starter package, uh, the starter kit, or you can get the editable Adobe Illustrator documents in the uh, Swim Lesson Complete package. So that's where you can get these, $17.99 for the uh, starter kit and $140 for the uh, complete package. So let's get right into Level 2, Day 4. Now by Level 2, I mean those swimmers that are able to put their face in the water and can generally comfortably do something short on their own. So what I mean by that is that they can put their face in the water and they can push off a short distance on their own. And we uh, break them up into this way because for level two, they need to be able to go underwater. And our level one is completely designed around getting our swimmers to be comfortable being supported but most importantly, going underwater on their own. So they need to have a, at least, the people in this class need to have at least a minimum of being able to go underwater. And if they can do that, then we can do everything else. So here are some things that you're going to need for these alternate lessons. You're going to need a zero-depth pool. and Or, if you don't have a zero-depth pool, you're going to need two platforms or two benches. Now, this is important because of the format with which we do most of these skills. We're going to do a high volume of re repetition. So they're going to be doing, let's say, streamline five times on their own. So they're going to go from one bench to the other and then back to the original bench. And that's two. So each time they go from a bench to a bench, that's one action. That's one item of completion. If they don't, if you don't have benches, and you don't have a zero depth pool, then you're going to need to do this in a place where everybody can stand. And you're going to have to have clear designated places. Okay, my swimmer's going to be, you're going to start here, 
and you're going to finish here every time. And then you're going to go back and forth in that space uh, without deviating from it. So whatever you can use to make sure that they're in a smaller location. If you have a zero depth pool, again, you want to do it in water that is up to their waist. And they're going to go from a clear designated starting position to a clear designated stopping position. And whether you want to do that with a chair or a float or some sort of item in the pool or a landmark in the pool or a line on the bottom, you know, it's up to you, but it should be about two to three body lengths max for your participants. So if you have two benches, and I'm going to assume that you have benches for the rest of this podcast, but if you have two benches, you're going to want to place those benches facing each other. So if you listen to... Uh, podcast uh what is it podcast number um seven teaching platforms for pools you will have access to our our uh, outline which is a three-sided platform so there's like walls on three sides and then the one side is open so you want those open sides facing each other and this is because they're going to be going back and forth on those benches and the distance of those benches should be about two body lengths or three body lengths based on the ability of your swimmers and the height of your swimmers. <clears throat> okay, so you have your, your place set up. You have your benches facing each other. And we're going to take a look at step number one. And you can see a JPEG of this worksheet on our show notes. And this is a giveaway for this show, uh, which is found this lesson plan is found in the swim lesson starter kit and the including the uh, adobe illustrator file is found in the complete lesson package so you have two options here on how you want to get your lesson plans and they're available for you on our website so number one lesson two level two day four this is the alternate swim lesson plan this is number one so before, okay, again, I know I know I keep stopping here, but I created these lesson plans off of a class I ran for our program that was a four-week program. It was two days a week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and it ran for four weeks, so there were eight classes. And each week I followed a lesson plan, and I repeated that lesson plan both days. So Tuesday and Wednesday had the same plan, and we followed the same plan. And our goal, our 100% goal here, was to get these swimmers ready for our swim team. Now, unfortunately, most of them weren't quite uh, close enough to begin with, so they improved significantly as a result of following these eight days or these four lesson plans, uh, but they weren't quite ready. I imagine if we did another four weeks, they'd be totally ready for the swim team. So, uh, And we could just repeat the whole program verbatim, and they would have improved. So... Uh, that's kind of where this comes from is this is a class that I ran with the intent of following these lesson plans and it was extremely successful and I'm making them available to you through the swim lesson starter package and the complete lesson program so uh, if you're interested in this or you like it this is a good tool that you'll find in those packages so number one on deck practice and remember this is day four so this is the last week and we slowly progress up to this with instruction. This is the final day, and it takes about three to five minutes to do completely. So you might want to start a little bit before your class if you're short on time. So on deck practice. So while standing on the deck, and I use a whiteboard 
and a dry erase marker to write this out exactly as you see it in this lesson plan. We do 10 lazy puppets into soldier. So a lazy puppet is when you dangle your body like you're a puppet whose strings are not being pulled. So you're kind of like slack. And then pretend like someone is pulling on your strings and stand up straight into soldier position. Hands by your side, shoulders back, chin pressed into your spine. And do that 10 times. And the key here for everything is to go slowly. We don't want to have our participants rushing through this because the faster and crazier they go, the less productive it's going to be. So number one, first step, 10 lazy puppets into soldier. Number two, after they've done that, and you'll notice a, a clear progression here. Number one, 10 lazy puppets into soldier. Number two, 10 soldiers into streamline. So back straight, hands by your side, shoulders back, chin back. And the only thing you need to move are your arms. And then bring your hands above your head, get into streamline. And you can do the three things for streamline at this point. Lock your thumb, squeeze your ears, look straight ahead, or look down. So 10 lazy puppets in the soldier, 10 soldiers in the streamline. And then number three, 10 streamlines into position 11. And again, this is very simple. It's a clear progression. Lazy puppet. Soldier, feeling the difference between floppy spine and straight spine. Soldier into position 11. Now we're maintaining our body core and then continuing from position 11, or I'm sorry, from streamline into position 11. It's a small change in the hands, but it's really getting them to feel the difference between the two motions. And that's important because when we push off the wall, we want to push off in streamline, not in position 11. Okay, and then... So lazy puppets to soldier, soldier to streamline, streamline to position 11. And then we do 10 position 11s with freestyle strokes. So start in position 11, do a single arm stroke over your right arm, return to position 11. Do the left arm stroke, return to position 11. So it's position 11 each time, and then a single freestyle arm stroke alternating arms. So position 11, do the right arm, position 11, do the left arm. And the other hand that's not moving stays above your head. Now we want to do this because we want to encourage our participants to travel through position 11 with each arm stroke. And you might argue against it because it's catch-up drill. Oh my gosh. My experience with beginning swimmers is that it's better to have a catch-up stroke than to have the hands-by-the-hips stroke. Now when the hands are by the hips... It encourages doggy paddle, it encourages um, uh, scissor kicks, it encourages poor swimming. It's easier to train high volume, high speed swimming with catch-up stroke instead of the opposite. All right, so that's why we do this. And then, okay, so we have 10 lazy pups to soldier, soldier to streamline, streamline to position 11, position 11 to freestyle. Then we do the same thing, position 11 to backstroke. And then the last one, or the second and last one, is streamline 10 times, streamline to 11Y, eat and reach. So position 11 is 11, so streamline, position 11, Y, hands on your face, bend your elbows, and reach. And there are pictures on the back of this one, so you can see it. Actually, if you want to look at your pro, uh, your show notes right now, if you look into the back page on page two, there's a picture of position 11, position Y, and position eat. 
so you get an idea of what we're looking for when we do those drills. And then we do 10 streamlines with butterfly arms. And this is the first day we're introducing fly arms. So the arms go straight down and we point our thumbs forward and make a snow angel up above our head and clap the back of our hands above our head. And the goal here is to go slowly and to keep your elbow straight. So bring your hands straight down, thumbs forward, and bring your hands above your head, keeping your arms straight. And we want to go slowly and do this with them. So number one on the lesson plan is about three to five minutes and work. And generally at this point, they've gone through all this with your help already, so they can do it all on their own. And once they get to the butterfly uh, portion or the 11 Y eat and reach, then you can step in and demonstrate and have them do it with you. And we do this because repetition it's all about classical conditioning. The more you do it, the more you are exposed to it, the more likely you're going to do it in the water. You're going to do what you practice, basically. So number one is the on-deck practice. Number two, and this is always the same for every day, is five streamlines. So before you begin, so get in the water, go underwater a few times, and then right away you have five streamlines. Before we start, what are the three things for streamline and have them tell you? Look, look down, lock your thumb, squeeze your ears. So have them do their five streamlines from bench to bench. So they go bench to bench on their own. And you, if you have a four-person or a three-person class, this is fantastic. If you have a five-person class, you might need four benches. So three people on one set of two and two people on another set. So they have enough room to go back and forth continuously. And while they're doing this, you want to, whenever they stop, you want to give them some sort of feedback. Hey, good job. Next time, put your face down. Hey, well done with your kicks, but you got to lock your thumb. Oh, you locked your thumb, but you didn't squeeze your ears. You know, you, you always want to be hitting those three items. Look down, squeeze your ears, and lock your thumb. But you also want to be reinforcing, okay, kick your feet. Keep your body straight. When you do your streamline, start gently on the surface. Don't jump up in the air and then fall underwater because that's not streamlined. That's jumping and falling. You know, gently start on the surface. Get in streamline, lean forward, and then push off gently on the surface with kicks. So, And you want to be reinforcing that each time they stop one of their attempts at doing a streamline. And if you need to, you can demonstrate what it should look like and start over or be more specific. So number one, on-deck practice. Number two, streamlines. Number three, back glides. Now, these are very similar to back uh, streamlines. Streamlines are on your belly with your face down. Back glides are a little different because we're not going to put our hands above our head. And that's because for beginners, it's a lot more difficult to go on your back, upside down, pushing backwards, and put your hand above your head. It's just way too much. It's an overload for our younger swimmers. So instead, we're not going to do a streamline on our back until we get more advanced. We're going to do back glides with our hands by our side. And we want to do that because it's much easier for beginners to do this type of glide than it is with their hand above their head. What happens with the hands above the head is they'll start tucking their chin, they'll start arching their body in a U position, and then they're not going to go anywhere. So we want this back glide, hands by your side. And we use the script, stand up straight, turn away from where you're going or turn away from me, put your shoulders in the water, tilt your head back, and push off gently. And you want to do your glide in soldier position. 
And what we're looking for here is both the beginning, so pushing off gently on the surface, and this is to avoid going up and then sinking immediately. So we want to look for each time they complete it, they're going to do five of these. Their belly is at the surface, their feet are kicking, their spine is mostly straight, their chin is very slightly tucked. Now it's not touching the chin, the chest, and it's not reaching away from the chest like you're arch arching backwards looking behind you. No, it's just slightly tucked down so you can see the air just above your feet. And when they get close to where they're going, we encourage them to put their hand next to their ear, their arm next to their ear, and reach for the bench. So they may not know, but you can help them out with that. And we do these backlides because we're focusing on this program on freestyle and backstroke. Number four, so we've done streamlines on our belly, backlides on our back. And number four is streamline with five strokes of freestyle and then one breath. So we're going to do this again on bench to bench. And these are specific tasks with explicit goals that increase in difficulty. So it may seem like on a conceptual point that this is kind of routine and basic, but when you're in the water following this lesson plan, it flows very nicely one step into the other. And then you can inject your personality and games into here to break it up. Really, we didn't really play any games until the end because it went so quickly. It was just, here's your next task, here's your next task. Okay, good job, you completed it, here's your next task. Okay, and then we're done. So it went really quickly. Uh, and it was difficult to get everything in, actually, in the 30 minutes. So uh, even though it seems very basic. So uh, number four is streamline with five strokes in one breath. Do this at the same location. So you're going to streamline halfway. So we've already done streamline from one bench to the other. Now we might need to separate the benches a little bit to give them a little room for their backstroke or for their streamline and their strokes. So we're going to have to move the benches just a little bit apart. And we're going to say streamline halfway or streamline a specific way. And if you can put a landmark on the bottom of the pool uh, at each side from each bench, that's really good. If not, just say streamline a little ways and then do your five strokes to get you the rest of the way. And there's a double reason for this. Number one is a practical reason. So we can't have them streamline the whole way because then they're not going to do their five strokes. We want to artificially shorten their streamline just a little bit. So have it, but still have it be an integral part of the action. So streamline first. When you get to this position, start doing your arm strokes. And while you're doing your arm strokes, you need to take at least one breath. That's a must. And when you breathe, because we've practiced, we've practiced this the three weeks prior, turn your head to the side and then point your face straight back down underwater. And what we're looking for here is Again, the repetition of turning your head to the side and then putting it straight back down underwater again. We're not as concerned with whether or not they're actually taking a breath unless it leads to a doggy paddle and they're panting for air. So, and then in which case we can shorten the distance because we don't want them to worry about breathing right now. We just want them to get used to turning their head to the side and looking down after turning it to the side as a part of an arm stroke which is not an easy thing to do. So that's why we repeat it five times here. Uh, so uh, they do their, their, their streamline short distance. So that's, there's the practical reason, you know, the, they gotta shorten the streamline so they can get the five strokes in. The second reason we do, we say that, you know, only go halfway 
is because we want them to start thinking about their arm strokes as being able to move them in the water. So up until now, it's their streamline that makes them move. It's their jump off the wall that makes them move. It's the, the push that we give them that gets them from point A to point B. We want to start teaching them, and this is a very subtle way of doing it, that their streamline's only going to get you so far. What's going to get you the rest of the way are the arm strokes and the kicks you do while keeping your body straight. That's what's going to make you move. And, it's a, and when we say, you know, halfway do your streamline, halfway do your strokes, it's not explicitly saying it, but it's very clearly, you know, your, your strokes are going to get you the second half. So that's something important to think of and something to consider when you are coming up with your own programs and coming up with your own lesson plans. All right, number five, breaths to the side. So this is we're going to stand on the bench. We're going to stand in waist-deep water. So if you have an opportunity to do this without a bench, fantastic. And you want to be standing. It's, it's really important here that your feet remain planted on the ground. A lot of times our swimmers are going to want to like float on the surface because they think they can do it better or faster or with less effort. It actually defeats the purpose if they do. So what we want to make sure is that they stay on the surface or stay standing and they bend at the waist. So their back and their torso is largely going to be remain out of the water. And we're just going to put our face in the water. So just the, the space at the front of your head, uh, your eyes, your nose, your lips, and your chin, not your ears. And put that straight down and then turn your head to the side and put your ear and the side of your face in the water. And you want to do it slowly and you want to do it often. So we're doing 10 to each side. Turn your head to the side to breathe. Put your face down and blow some bubbles. And you want to be clear and you can kind of hold your hands, your 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 fingers up to your face and show them, you know, here's what I want your face to look like. You're just your face in the water pointing straight down and then keep your hands in the same place and turn your head. And now I want you to just put your cheek in the water and your ear in the water uh, when you turn your head to the side. And you might need to physically manipulate their head while, while you do this with them or demonstrate clearly what you're looking for. But it's important because when they start swimming with the five strokes one breath then they're gonna know oh this is what we're talking about we're, we're putting our face in the water then we're putting our cheek in the water so it's not we're not lifting our whole head out of the water to breathe like some people initially do we're just turning our head to the side so we have these breaths to the side and these are an excellent way to uh, and they, they, these start from the beginning and they're in the same place uh, they're in this day four because we want to keep that repetition going so we did our five strokes with one breath to the side previous to this because we've done it already throughout the program. Uh, so in day one, day two, and day three. All right, let's move on to number six, streamline with seven strokes and two breaths. This is a variation on the five strokes, one breath. And we put this in here for day four because we need to start progressing to longer distances. So we add strokes and we add breaths. I'm not going to go too much in detail with this because... It's on the lesson plan. Uh, any specific things like remain kicking the whole time, do all three things for streamline, turn your head to the side, don't lift it, look down after each breath. That's all on the lesson plan. Uh, and we went through in depth here on the five strokes, one breath. Number seven is backlide and swim backstroke. Again, this follows the same idea as the five strokes, streamline plus five strokes in one breath. You want to do the backlide for a certain amount of time. 
and then you want to do the strokes for a certain amount of time. And, and because we want them to get the idea that if I keep my body in a backlight position, move my arms, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to start moving. And that's what we're working for. And when they're doing this five times, you want to be giving them feedback based on backstroke. Keep your arms straight. Your thumb should come out of the water first if you care about that at this point. Uh, your body shouldn't be moving as much, no wiggling while you're swimming. Instead, rotate your hips to move your arms. Uh, keep your ears in the water. Don't move your head back and forth. Keep it still. You know, Focus on these things while you're working on your backstroke. Number eight is the distance swim, uh, the distance kick and swim. And this is in there every day because our beginner swimmers are not very strong endurance usually. So we use a kickboard. We use floats to help them out and let them swim long distance. So we're going to do a 50 freestyle kick with a floating assist, either a kickboard, a barbell, or a noodle. And then we're going to do one length of backstroke kick without a floating assist, so in back glide position. And you might need to be there to help them out with this. But if they can keep their body straight, they can generally do this very easily. When we return, we're going to use a noodle, hold it in position 11, and they're going to do streamline, three strokes, one breath. And then stop, give them feedback. And then streamline, five strokes, two breaths. And then seven strokes, three breaths. And each time they complete that, then start over the cycle. So after seven strokes and three breaths, revert back to three strokes and one breath. And then five strokes and two breaths, and then seven strokes and three breaths, until they get to the end of the length. And this is, we're getting them to the far end. We're giving an opportunity to stop. They have a float so they can feel what it's like. And they'll be able to uh, get feedback from you. But most importantly they'll learn that kicking and keeping their body straight and moving their arms is what makes them move forward. So we have that on there every day, and it progresses a little more difficult each day of the alternate lesson plan. Number nine is streamline plus two 11Y Eaton reaches. Now this is really important because it's a little bit different, and I go into this a little bit with the short distance cheat sheet uh, and our short distance skill work, and that's podcast number three when I talk about the short distance skill work. And this is different because we're not actually making ourselves move with 11Y Eaton Reach. We're just getting the arm motion. The movement of the arms is what we're working on. So the streamline is the same. That's what's going to make you move. And then while you're floating or while you're still moving from your streamline, do two 11Y Eaton Reaches. And the real big thing here is the scoop or the reach and the eat does not make the person move. There's no pulling, there's no, there's no, the, the eat going from a, a Y to the hand covering the mouth, it's like in a scooping motion, does not make the person move. Okay, that's really important. When we do this, it's more of a floating, kind of like a choreography like we do on the deck. It's a, on your stomach, on your belly, just show me the motion of 11Y eat and reach, don't try to swim. So you want to make the distance short enough or you want to be there to support them and send them back to the original bench so they don't have to feel like they have to get to the other side by doing this. It's a really big distinction that we need to make clear for just breaststroke arms. And that's why we do this here. And it's a, this, this skill, this technique is amazing, so it's worth putting here. It's a worth deviating from the norm because it's so useful. All right, so number 10, do jumps or play a game. 
Uh, I, drums are my favorite because they allow for a lot of creativity. Games are, are good if you've already established them as some games to play, and I list them out there for what you can use. Uh, number 12, we do flips. Uh, so do five flips on your own, then do five flips as close to the wall as you can, and then do five flips where you paint the wall the, the, the wall with your feet. So your toes paint the wall like you're painting a fence. And then you do five times where you flip, land two feet on the wall, and land in a seated position. And there's actually a picture of that on day three. So you can see what that looks like. This is a repetition. And then you can flip first and then stream in on your back. So this is a, uh, a, a quick uh, flip turn progression. And then we just introduce that because it's fun. And then because today is the last day or the last week, we do the swim team test, which is one length of freestyle and one length of backstroke. And we're looking for certain things, you know, no lifting your head up, no giant kicks, uh, you know, quality swimming, what you would, what we determine as freestyle, uh, they should do for one length. And hopefully uh, through our rep repetition, through our progressions here, through our emphasis on keeping your body straight and turning your head to the side and then turning it back down immediately. When they attempt this on their own, this isn't the only time they're getting tested, but we're so because we're doing this twice. Uh, and then we do a formal tryout afterwards, but they know what to expect when they go to a tryout. So we incorporate that into the lesson plan. Now these lesson plans are available for you on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. Uh, you can get this, the PDF and the JPEGs of these lesson plans in the Swim Lesson Starter Kit. Uh, so you can print them out, use them as much as you want, laminate them, uh, which is what we do, and bring them in the water with you. You can even post these on the walls. You can use them and you can blow them up and put them on as poster boards. And there's a whole bunch of things you can do with this. Uh, you also get these visual skill sheets that include some of the pictures that are on this lesson plan. You could also get this in the SLI, which is Swim Lessons and Ideas Complete Lesson Package. It's $140 on our website. And inside that package, it's a fantastic collection of items because it's all the lesson plans. It's everything, all the visual swim skill sheets. You get the Swim Instructor Training Workbook. Uh, you get the Minnows Bank, which is the full list of all of the skills we use in our swim team, broken out into a spreadsheet that you can mix and match and use as you want. It's separated by warm-up, by short distance, by long distance. It's a fantastic tool. Uh, and it's based on the Trello website, and I did a post on this recently um, that you might be seeing in your email. And... Uh, so the complete lesson package has everything, but but what it really has, what is beneficial for you, is that it includes the Adobe Illustrator files. And on those files, you can change the name of these things. If you have different words that you use or verbiage, you can change how you do the lesson plans because you can edit the documents directly. And so if you want to take swimminglessonsideas.com off of these sheets and put Jeff's awesome swim program on them, you can and that's what it's there for, and that's why the cost is what it is, because you are basically editing out our brand and our name, which, you know, I know sometimes that for our program, we're not going to put swim lesson ideas probably on our program because we're associated with a different facility. So, and, you know, we do have 
our skill sheets do have some lessons ideas on them. Our lesson plans do, but I can see aquatic directors not wanting that. So if you want to put your own brand, you know, Woodvale Aquatic Club, you can, and you can brand that as your own. Uh, and that's why it's there for you. So uh, definitely check that out at swimminglessonsideas.com. And it's the swim lesson program link right at the top of the page there. And I would like to hear from you. What do you think? Have you used this program? Have you used this lesson plan? And what are your thoughts? Send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. Or connect with me on Twitter, at swimmingideas. Uh, pretty active on both, and I always reply immediately. So let me know what you're thinking, what your thoughts are, what you'd like to see more of. And if you use this level two, day four alternate lesson plan and what your thoughts are. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. Once again, I'd like to, well, not once again, but I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. I do this for the benefit of swim lessons. You know, I'm passionate about teaching swimming, and I think you are too because you're listening to this pro, this podcast. Uh, if there's any topics that you'd like to hear about, connect with me on email or Twitter. Uh, and thanks again for listening. I appreciate uh, y- you and the time that you take to connect with me on swim lessons. Let's make some wonderful swim lessons together. Take care.